This audio sermon is brought to you by the House of Intercessory Prayer Ministries. For more information, please visit www.hipm.org. Last week, we started the series on nothing but prayer. And we spent quite a bit of time on prayer opens heaven. Prayer opens heaven. If you remember, we talked about three or four main reasons to have an open heaven above us. When we pray, the heaven above us is open so that there are blessings in our lives. We talked about four different types of blessings that can come on our way as we pray more to God. Number one, we talked about we need to pray to open heaven in order to have visions and revelation. You know, visions and revelation are important in our life. You know, if we don't have vision, we will not be able to move forward. We don't know where we are heading to. If we don't have revelation, we don't understand where we are and what God is trying to do in our lives, we don't understand. So we need visions and revelation in our lives. We talked about to have an open heaven because word of God says, I will open the windows of heaven and I bless you. The heaven needs to be opened to receive blessings in our lives, especially the treasures that God is willing to give us. Maybe the material blessing or the physical blessing or whatever financial blessing, whatever type of blessings, you know, God wants to give us. He can give us when the heaven above is open. Thirdly, we talked about heaven need to be open because to receive fire and heavenly visitation. Fire represents answer to prayer. When Elijah was praying, God answered him through fire. So fire refers to answer to prayer. So when we pray, God opens up the heaven and he gives us answer to our cry. And that is significant, that is important in every one of our lives. Finally, we saw to receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit and to receive the mantle, the call of God in our life. You know, God has a specific call to every one of us. You you don't need to be a pastor, you don't need to be an evangelist, you don't need to be a prophet. But instead, God has a call, even in the place where we work, even at home, in in every one of our activities, God expects us to do certain things, you know, that is defined by the call of God in our lives. And the We receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit to perform effectively the purpose for which God called us. We can receive, we can do that only when the heaven above us is open. And today we are going to see what else prayer can bring to us. What else the prayer can bring in our lives. You know, prayer not only opens heaven, prayer also shuts the doors of hell. Prayer also shuts the doors of hell. Prayer not only opens the heaven, you know, it is also important that doors of hell's need, hell need to be shut. You know, if doors of hell is not shut, we see the more powerful, you know, domination of the evil. We will see the powerful, you know, action and the reactions of the evil spirits and the evil influences, you know, in our lives. So it is important that the doors of hell need to be shut. So prayer not only opens the heaven it also shuts the doors of hell you know today the door of hell is left open in many of our lives it is a very wide door 
you know, that opens, that is capable of opening wide enough so that it can swallow up many lives and separate them from God eternally. But only prayer can shut that down. I'll read that again, repeat that. Today, the door of hell is left open in many of our lives. The door of hell is left open in our lives. And it is a wide door that opens wide enough to swallow up lives into the depths of eternal separation from God Almighty. Only prayer can shut the door for you and me. You know, if the doors of hell is not shut, it doesn't just sit there, it even tries to swallow our lives and to into it. You know, have you seen the water current, the way the water current comes? And at a particular point, we see that the pulling towards the ground, towards the downward part, it is so powerful. The same way, when the heaven's door, is, the hell's door is open, it is able, it is capable of swallowing up human lives into it. We will understand as we read more about it. And God is expecting us to pray today so that the hell, the doors of hell will be shut. Let's read some of the scriptures. Let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 2 verses 1 to 4. 1 Timothy chapter 2 verses 1 to 4. Here Paul writes to Timothy and he says, Therefore, I exhort, first of all, that supplications prayers, intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. Verse 3, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Verse 4 says, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. You know, it is the desire of God that all men to be saved. Today the hell's doors are open that it is ready to swallow lives into it. But you know, on the other hand, God is telling us, it is my desire that all men need to be saved. It is not only the, you know, Paul is writing to him. It was also Paul's prayer. Let's read that in uh, Romans chapter 10, verse 1. Romans chapter 10, verse 1. He says, Brethren, Romans 10, 1. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. It was the prayer of Paul and he is telling, brethren, it is my desire, it is my heart, it is my prayer that God, to God of Israel, that children of God may be saved. You know, it, is, it should be our prayer today that people and lives around us may be saved so that they can escape falling into the hell as the doors of hell is kept open. And you know what our prayer does? Our prayer will close the doors of hell. In Hebrews chapter 7 verse 25, Jesus is praying there. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 25. Here we read, Therefore, he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him. Since he, Jesus, always lives to make intercession for men. 
Jesus is interceding for us. God, Paul was writing to Timothy and asking him to encourage him to pray for men so that they may be saved. <coughs> and Paul was, him by himself, he was praying that Israel may be saved. And here we see Jesus is interceding for every one of us, every one of the souls, so that the souls may be saved. They may escape falling into the hell. You know, it is today, it is, I believe it is our turn that we need to start we need to start praying so that the doors of hell will be shut. You know, we need to set up the roadblocks in front of hell's gate. And how it is going to happen? It is going to happen when we pray. When we pray, you know, God moves that stone and he keeps that stone in front of hell's gate. So that men and women will not fall into it. Somehow, God is trying to shut the doors of hell. We need to more understand it. We need to understand, in order to understand what we are talking about here, we need to understand who is there now in hell. Let's read some of the scriptures quickly. We need to, we are trying to find out who is there in hell today. You know, there are many, you know, theological arguments going on about whether hell is existing today, or it is called something else, or whether, you know, is it, is it, is it in existence at all, or it is something which is going to come in the future. Let's read some of the scriptures. Second Peter, or you can just make a note of it and listen to me as I read it. Second Peter, chapter 2, verse 4 says, For if God did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved for judgment. And this verse tells me that God put the fallen angels and he just not let them loose. He, was, he chained them together and he put them into the hell. And they are reserved there for the days of judgment, for the day of judgment. That means the hell, in the hell there are fallen angels they are chained they are devils they are chained there and kept there Jude 6 Jude verse 6 says and the angels who did not keep their proper domain but left their own abode he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. Jude 6 also tells us that the angels, the fallen angels are chained and they are kept in hell for the days to come, for the judgment days. You know, obviously they are chained. I don't think they can do anything more there because they are chained. They are just bound there. They don't have anything to do there. They are just bound. Maybe since they are at hell, they go through all the pain, all the torment in the hell. It is they are being punished already, but then of course they are kept for the judgment for the eternal punishment. Revelation 12 verses 7 to 12. Revelation chapter 12 verses, if we can read 7 to 12. We will not read now. I can just tell you what is written there. Revelation chapter 12 verses 7 to 12 says, The fallen angels are also loose along with the devil in the heavenlies. And they will be cast down on the earth before the coming of the Lord. So, you know, Second Peter 2.4 and Jude 6 tell us that 
some of the fallen angels are, we don't know, when we say some, it may be millions, of the fallen angels are bound and they are kept in the hell. And the Revelation 12, 7 to 12 tells me that, you know, fallen angels are also set loose in the heavenlies. So there are two different groups of angels, fallen angels. One is bound in chain and kept for the eternal judgment. And there are another group of fallen angels, they are just loose in heavenly. You know, today we are being troubled by those fallen angels, they are loose in heavenly. As I used to say, what we see above is the first heaven and above that is the second heaven. That's the area, that's the layer is occupied by the fallen angels, the devil. And we above that, the third heaven is where God demands, God resides. And we see in Revelation 20.10, the devil who deceives them was cast into the lake of fire. That means at the end of the age when God made the judgment, when God makes the judgment, after judgment he decides to put the devil, cast the devil into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophets are and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. So the eternal hell we are talking about is that to come after the judgment it will come in, come to existence effectively and God is throw, going to throw them you know the devil and the false prophets uh, into the into the eternal hell and along with that the millions of millions of people those who don't believe in Jesus Christ also will be cast into the eternal hell that's what the word of God says you know God but in the midst of all this there is another scripture which talks about God has given his authority to the church I mean Matthew 16:18 scripture says as we know and I say Matthew 16:18 and I say also unto thee thou art Peter and upon this rock I will build my church and gates of hell shall not prevail against it so do you, as a church we don't need to really worry about anything about you know the gate of, gates of hell coming over us overpowering us no word of God says church has been given ultimate authority that gates of hell shall not prevail against you against the church church has been given the authority the, the angels, fallen angels, those who are in hell, they are bound by chain. And of course, we need to deal with the fallen angels. They are remaining there in the heavens and they have greater influence today on this earth as the, the demon finds his agents on this earth. His agents can be me today. His agent can be you today. His agent can be anybody who is listening to the voice of the devil. And since we do that on this earth, he has influence over this earth. If everyone is godly on this earth, nobody you know, get influenced by demon on this earth, by devil. And devil cannot do anything. He is bound in that layer of heaven. He has to reside there. And those demons, those who are bound by chain in the hell, they need to be there. But we invite him into our lives. We invite him into into our lives. We make room for the devil to come and influence us. You know, that's how he operates today. And Jesus, word of God says in Revelation 1.18, Jesus holds the keys of Hades and of death. Hades and you know other terms, they, they, they are similar terms uh, representing hell but may not be exactly same as hell. You know, we believe that Hades is a temporary place where uh, the souls are kept. In the Old Testament, probably it was called Sheol. And in the New Testament, you know, there may be other names. Uh, you know, one among them is Hades, where the death, so the soul which uh, the, the people who died, they are temporarily kept over there, mainly the wicked ones, for the eternal punishment. And whereas those who are dying godly, they are taken into paradise and they are kept over there for, you know, for the eternal uh, uh, for the eternal life 
Now hell is prepared or was prepared for the devil, not for people, not for godly people or not even for human. Hell was prepared for the devil. Matthew 25:41 says, Matthew 25:41. Then he will also say to those who on the left hand depart from me, you cursed into the everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Matthew 25:41. So that scripture tells me the hell was prepared not for human being but for the devil and his angels, the fallen angels. But then God had to take a decision, judgment on the day of judgment. Those who reject Jesus Christ, those who deny Jesus Christ, they will also be pushed into the, cast into the hell along with the fallen angels. The fallen angels are shut up in the hell. And God has given complete authority to take, you know, over the church to come overcome the powers of the hell. Jesus holds the keys of Hades or even hell. Then why do we need to pray? Why do we need to ask God to shut the doors of hell? And what is and why it is important that we need to pray? Not only to open the heaven, also to shut the doors of hell. I don't think the fallen angels in the hell can escape as they are bound, as I said. And church has the ultimate authority. But then why we need to pray that we need to close the doors of hell? You know, even though the hell is prepared for the devil... God is going to send the ungodly into the hell. Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7 verses 13 to 14. Matthew 7, 13 to 14. Listen to me. Enter by the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Wider is the way and broader is the gate that leads to destruction many are going to go by it because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life and there are few who find it that's what the word of God says you know today we wonder you know why there is so much of crowd everywhere but we see all the chairs empty in the church that's what the word of God says there will be very few they will find the way of life and only few will enter it because the way is very narrow it is difficult it is tough but then broader is the way there are many are getting into it you know that's where God that's where Paul was praying for the churches. Jesus was crying out for the churches. He's interceding for his people. And even Paul is asking Timothy to pray for everybody. To pray for everybody. Why we need to pray? We need to shut the doors of hell so that people will not enter into it. Not to worry about the devil who is bound by chain. Not to worry about somebody else because God has already took victory over the devil. But we need to worry about people falling and going into the hell. That's why you and I need to pray so that the doors of hell may be shut God expects us to stand in the gap to shut the doors of hell to escape man men and women from the eternal fire prayer not only opens the doors of heaven prayer also shuts the doors of hell you know prayer shuts the doors of hell as I said not to prevent the fallen angel from escaping no way he can escape but to prevent human being from entering into prevent human being from entering into that's why we say once you seal the doors of hell probably no one can just go and fall no one can just go and fall the way is closed and everybody will be directed to the narrow way towards the narrow way and that's where they may find life in the early 1900s 
a young Welsh coal miner by name Ewan Roberts. He was gripped by God for revival. He was bent by God's burden for the lost and to see his nation awaked. The nation of Wales, he wanted to bring revival to that nation. One man, just one man, a mine worker. His prayer was that God would shut hell's gates over his nation. So there is hell's gate over every one of our lives too. If that hell's gate is open, I don't know whether it is over or under, but somewhere there is a hell's gate for every one of our lives. If that is kept open, we will fall into it. It is our responsibility that I need to pray today so that my doors of hell is shut. And it is true that every one of us need to pray that our families that the doors of hell is shut. And this man of God, he was such, having such a great burden and he was praying that God would shut hell's gate over his nation for one year. And hereby set up a roadblock for those racing towards the place of eternal torment and they don't find an exit. They don't find there is a way to reach that hell. Instead, they will be directed towards the narrow way we talked about. And his prayer tri triggered a total turning point in the, the country Wales. A revival broke open there and as a result there were 100,000 converts. They came into Christianity believing Lord Jesus Christ. It's one man's prayer and he was praying, Lord shut the doors of hell over this nation. And I'm sure today we are in a time that God is expecting us to pray the same prayer. Today, you know, only prayer can turn hundreds and thousands to God. Today the doors of hell is wide open, you know, thinking that millions will enter into it. The only prayer of the saints can shut the doors so that, you know, the same million will be turned towards God, towards eternity. Today, hell's, hell needs to be shut for many reasons. I can just list quickly one or two and then go away from there. It is the will of God that no one should perish. Why I need to pray? Why I need to hold my hand with God? And why I need to show my support to God today? Lord, I am with you. Why we need to do that? Because, number one reason, it is the will of God that no one should perish. 2 Peter 3.9 says, 2 Peter 3.9 The Lord is not slack concerning his promises. As someone counts slackness. But is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. It is the will of God. It is the desire of God that no one should perish. Everybody should come back to the, you know, to turn to God. It is the desire of God. Are we not here to support the desire of God? Are we not here to hold hands with Him and tell Him, Lord, I am here, Lord. I will stand with you. First Timothy 2.4 who desires all men to be saved and come and to come to the knowledge of the truth. 1 Timothy 2.4 The doors of hell should be shut completely so that none perishes. Doors of hell need to be shut completely. And God is expecting, depending on you and me, to pray. Because only prayer can shut the doors of hell. God cannot do it. God has given the authority to the church to pray and to intercede so that the doors of hell will be shut. You know, one of the frequently used quotes by Reynard Bonke, he says always, plunder hell to populate heaven. Plunder hell to populate heaven. 
and he's a man of God he does that he, he you know there are thousands and millions crowded getting gathered together in his crusades in, in Africa God called him to go and minister to Africa and he's ministering in Africa and that's what his motto he says plunder hell and populate heaven only prayer can do it only prayer can do it not anybody else only men and women who are praying only prayer has the ability to shut the door secondly why we need to pray Jesus blood was shed for the entire mankind it is God's desire that none should perish the same way Jesus blood was shed for the entire mankind in Mark 14 24 he says Jesus says it is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for many not for few mark 14:24 not for few not for me alone it is shed for many for many that many includes entire human being because that is what is his desire you know it is not worth if the precious blood can save only few it has to save many and how that will happen when we pray when we pray and ask God to shut the doors of hell, you know, that's the time it is going to happen that many will be turning turned to, towards God. The precious blood that shed on the cross will not go waste. It is precious. Every drop. Every drop. Every platelets. Everything that is in the blood is precious. It will do its purpose for it to, to a shed. And Jesus' blood was so precious. So I am motivated today to pray to God. Lord, shut the doors of hell so that people will not enter into it. Thirdly, hell is eternal punishment. It is not worth living in sin. Hell is an eternal punishment. We need to make that, bring that message somehow to the people who are living in sin and tell him it is not worth living in sin because hell is eternal punishment. Mark 9.48 says, Mark 9.48 Where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. People who are going to kill, they are going to live in hell eternally eternally it is an eternal suffering it is an eternal torment we don't want to go we don't want our beloveds to go into hell that's the reason we need to pray that God may shut the doors of hell we don't want any of our friends any of our relatives even the, anybody who is walking on the street go into the hell we want them to escape out of hell and what is the way out what is the way out today we pray for them so that God may shut the doors of hell. Can we go and give them a tract? Can we just go and tell them, today you need to receive Lord Jesus Christ. Otherwise the hell is eternal. It is an eternal torment. I thank God yesterday when I came to the church, I was seeing some of the sisters distributing tracts in our Alma Crescent. They were just going car to car and then I saw some man denying it, but then they were doing it. They were putting the uh, tracks in the wiper, under the wiper blade in the cars and that's just moving away. Some of the sisters, probably from our neighbor church. In what way we can do it? What way we can tell them? You know, sin is an eternal punishment. Sin deserves eternal punishment. Because Mark 48 says, their worm does not die and their fire is not going to quench. It is going to burn for eternally. And we are going to torment, get tormented there in the, in the heaven. Those who don't below, believe, those, those who don't accept Jesus Christ. And today, you and I need to pray so that gates of hell will be shut. Fourthly, today more people are at the side of the devil. We need to pray that God may shut the doors of hell. 
because today we find that the trend today is more people are at the side of the devil we may wonder some of the statistics today the statistics shows only 32% of the world population is Christians out of that 32 we don't know how many truly follow Lord Jesus Christ how many gave their life to Lord Jesus Christ only that little percentage can escape a majority is at the side of the devil majority the vast majority is already at the side of the devil they are appointed for the hell for to go into the hell and God is asking us to pray so that the doors of hell may be shut statistics say Every day more than 70,000 people die in this world without receiving Jesus Christ. Every day more than 70,000 people die in this world without receiving Jesus Christ. Another statistic says even that this may be more than that 68 people die without Christ every minute. 68 people there are nations thickly populated but they are totally restricted 68 people die every minute without receiving Jesus Christ millions are already marching towards the eternal hell the truth is Jesus shed his blood for every one of them but God is expecting the church to stand on her knees and to ask God to shut the doors of hell God is calling us to pray nothing but prayer can shut the doors of hell and save the mankind it is a mega plan of God to give his only begotten son to us it is also part of the mega plans of God to save the entire mankind but his plan will not be accomplished his plan will not be put into effect unless you and I give our hand to God and tell him Lord I am here today I am willing to pray Lord so that the doors of hell will be shut millions will not fall into it hope you are blessed by this teaching please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipm.org God bless you